It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your host, Jim Bob Oval Shorts, and tonight we set sail on an awesome episode with another one of these great podcasters I've found thanks to that fantabulous podcast family I've made over there on Instagram. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> the host of the Cosmic Peach podcast, Miss Julia. I imagine tonight's going to be some pretty good conversation. Um, you know, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with her, but after thumbing through a little bit of her show and following her now on Instagram for a little while, I can already tell this is going to be a fun night. So you guys know that, of course, every one of our fantabulous guests that we have join us every night, there are links to get back to them. In each one of the episodes, and of course, over there on everybody's favorite website of all, unconstitutionalawakening.com, your home for everything Unconstitutional Awakening. And of course, you guys know that when you get over there, you can find fantabulous things like the podcast and more section where you can check back on previous episodes, find us on other episodes of other podcasts and other places, as well as keep up with me on the Red Pill Project where I co-host on saturday nights with my homeboy events over there on makes you think of course there's also some stuff going on in there from bandit kel kel neptune all the above man we've always got some good stuff going on over here on the website and there's some folks over there that interact with us on the regular so i appreciate you folks there's also links to get back to everywhere you can watch us on the around the world on these fantabulous streaming apps rumble odyssey and BitChute. and hey everybody over there in the comment section and giving us rumbles and giving us love we thank you guys a whole bunch. You're the reason we keep on going. You can also find links to get back how to find us in the audio versions, which we are on every audio app worldwide, you guys. You can listen to us anywhere you want. And I see you folks over there in the UK and Australia. Don't think I'm going to not give you guys any love, too. You guys are our second and third most listened to and watched area. So I appreciate all you folks over there in the upside down and across the pond giving us all that love back as well. While you're hanging out there, you can also just listen to the show if you feel like catching up with a recent episode. There is also a link to get back to our merch store to get you some awesome, unconstitutional Awakening the Podcast merch. Man, we got shirts, we got hats, we got towels. There's all kinds of cool different things 
inside that shop and you know it goes to helping keeping this show going so if you guys want to get you some cool stuff to support the show hop on over there and check that out as well as checking out our friends in liberty that we've got over there kirk elliott peachy key creations ammo can survival brett pike with classical learner and homeschools connected and our newest one pure pet wellness who are doing like cbd for dogs and cats and stuff man that's these are all great people doing the great things outside the system and that's the key because we've got to build a new system because the one we currently have is totally crumbling more and more every single day but there's links to get back to them and all of these on, on the website of course and in each and every episode i cannot stress that enough you guys you guys only just got to click on the information about each episode and you can totally find cool stuff about all these folks so you guys make sure you hop on back over there and check out all that great stuff as well as you know checking the links be below so that you can hook yourself up with our friends in liberty and anything else that we may have talked about during this episode so i think it's time that we just uh that we hoist this anchor up and just set sail on another episode so let's get this going y'all so of course as you guys can see tonight i've got luis joining me he's back on his week hiatus glad you could be here tonight with me buddy and we're hosting, as I said, Cosmic Peach Podcast. This chick, we've already been having some awesome conversation prior here to the record, you guys. So I can't really wait to get into this. And as I was saying in the opening, you know, I've been thumbing through what she's got going on over there on her page. And she seems like my kind of people because she's all over the place like we are, guys. Like there's just nothing she seems too hesitant about to talk about. But I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about it too much. Hey, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of a plug and tell us a little bit about your show, a little bit about yourself, what got you interested in, in doing this kind of thing? Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, I started my podcast, really, um, because it was better than trying to convince all the people around me that I wasn't crazy. So I was like, you know what, there's a whole community out there of people who think exactly like I do. I'll just start a podcast so I can make some friends and I don't feel so lonely. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm super interested in all of it. On my show, I, I cover paranormal uh, cryptids and conspiracy theories and I make up my own theories a lot of the times so if something strikes me and I'm like you know I don't think this has been covered in this way I'll just post an episode about it and see if people respond if they do I kind of make part twos and part threes expanding Ooh. on the topic but yeah I'm, I'm like I said before down to talk about anything supernatural nice nice we you know we love all of the above we we did a little bit of extra on the supernatural side more of the uh during spooky month we had kind of a little thing going on where i had a, a medium over here doing some fun stuff and we had bigfoot mm -hmm. talks and all kinds of all kinds of just wild cryptid stuff going on just because i was trying to run with the month but we do like to talk about that kind of stuff kind of all the time like i wouldn't some of my early episodes even before Luis had joined on i was known actually for having a lot of a lot more spiritual based guests on here hanging out because I just I happen to know a lot of them and I love talking to them about things from their perspective because what I find great about all of my spiritual friends is they all kind of practice something different but they mm -hmm. all practice literally the same thing it's just got a different name to it and and I guess me being the outside 
view on that and having all these friends in that different aspect, I, I see what they don't about it, I guess. And I'm just like, okay, this is neat. Yeah. You know, like you, you guys have figured something out now just come together with it. Like realize this is a focal yeah, point of coming yeah. together. <laughs> so you're, you're the dot connector. You're listening to all of their stories and you're putting the pieces together, which is another thing that I really love to do on my show because I've heard so many cryptid encounters and I've heard so many people tell me about their ghost stories. And what I'm finding is that there's commonalities between all of that. And it might actually be portals or something like that. And then you can kind of run with it from there because you do hear a lot of people who see Bigfoot, there's weird portal activity or Dogman. There's like, other things going on in the area kind of like skinwalker ranch there could be like a big portal out there you know what i'm saying and uh they're just popping their head in and out of our reality and it's so crazy because until i got in the podcast world i didn't know how common things like that were oh it's been around for so long it Mm -hmm. so we have the idea that all of this is just human imagination right Mm -hmm. but like this topics, which are mainly for the purpose of entertainment, but also for the purpose of questioning, they are topics that need discussion, but also need exploration because they're also very fantastical topics. Like a lot of our literature in some respects are are influenced directly by these topics. So when you're looking at the biblical times or you're looking just at the medieval times or you're looking just a hundred years ago, you see these topics show up over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again and you even look back 3000 years same thing yeah so there has to be some form of a connection that is not simply oh it's all in your fucking head it's, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's not, it's not that simple seen- Right. If you if you've had a ghost encounter or you've seen Bigfoot or or the Loch Ness monster, you need a straight jacket because these things don't exist. I mean, tell me who's seen Nessie because that's a that's one that I'm like. Mm. Well, well, we've got, actually, <laughs> actually, know. Luis, we um the guy that I helped do a little bit of that. I Bigfoot. want to. I want to see Nessie. I'm just I not really I, ever I, seen I, any evidence. When I helped my buddy over there, Nate from the Reality Stars, and their and their friend Ben, I, I can't th- think of his last name, but was, I had him on the show. He he wrote a book about. Um, a Loch Ness monster type monster that's up in the Washington area, I guess that he's been on the search for for a long time. And he was, he was a real cool, interesting fellow. You know, and I, I like all the, the Bigfoot stuff, especially like, this is something that I pointed out in the documentary. And I like to point out with this is, um, you know, everybody talks about how the missing people in the cave systems lay, lay over the top of each other, lay the Bigfoot sightings map over the top of both of those maps. And all three of them line up almost identical um like as far Mm -hmm. as like where they all coincide when it comes to bigfoot and i've just that's what has always led to me well you know of course the portal travels definitely something in my mind or dimensional type thing but also they totally live inside inside earth they're like the inner earth they're the big my thought is is they're the big red-headed giants that all these other cultures have always talked about finding that lived in cave systems and probably some kind of great um ancestor that's related to all of us in some way who knows 
I mean, oh, the, the red-haired giants. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the weird thing. Well, for example, dinosaurs. I I remember they just discovered an actual like lie. Well, like a perf- perfectly preserved egg, and you like there's a scan in China, and like it, you can see the feathers of the perfectly preserved dinosaur. Um, I just sent you something really fascinating. That. Um, if, have you guys heard? If you want to go into cryptic, weird, and just bizarre because of the story of the Baltic mystery the UFO underwater and the Baltic Sea. Oh, there, there's all kinds of portal shit going on under the no. sea. So that this this is an object that looks like a spaceship. That, it, but the problem is, every time they get close to it, the equipment starts malfunctioning. Oh, of course. Interesting. Um, so this has been th- this is very deep also underwater so it's like it's not super easy <laughs> not are super we talking accessible. like mariana's trench it's, deep no 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 no, no. That, that's that's excessively deep no it's just uh let me see now let me see what's yeah. the deep you can see the images there um it's they think it's a sheepwreck from yeah well on, on a documentary yeah it's very interesting looking. Uh, the scans look very interesting. I don't know These, if you saw the images of the, the images that come on when you when you first pull it up. Yeah, look, I'll show you the Gaia one. Um, but like the reason this, why right, I this guy right here—that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, but I sent you a direct link to one that shows it in pretty this is, detail. This is so the, okay. There's a lot of scans of it, and it's very fascinating. And they don't have a good explanation for it, and they need to do deeper research. But point is. Like all these things, we discover them all over the world, and we have to question. All right, instead of making fun of that person that just told you that they saw something that essentially others can describe as a dinosaur, why don't you inquire further? Because in in Africa, in several countries in Africa, there's cryptics, like cryptid, like animals, and mm-hmm. it's, they're really defined as animals we don't have much data on. You mean the brontosaurus <laughs> that walks around the Congo? Yeah, the giant squid. Like the simplest example is giant, giant squid. squid. Remember when yeah. you were a little kid, when we were a little kids, giant squids were myths, right? Remember? Or like the col- colossal squid or whatever. Yeah. Well, and- uh, yeah, the colossal, I believe the correct term, and that's not the scientific term, they're calling it colossal squids. The yeah, 100. something like that. And, you know, it's similar because I'm from Ohio and we had Bessie in Lake Erie, which is essentially yeah. our. Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> kind of like, um, what's the other one called? Ogopogo and Ishii and Kusi in Japan. We've got one down uh, in Georgia, down in, down in a river down here in Georgia that there's legend of that I've always wanted to go on an adventure and check out. And I actually heard of the one you're speaking of when I lived on the other side of Lake Erie over there in Buffalo. That was Bessie. Yeah, I, I knew about Bessie. That was I heard a bunch of stories about that while I was there. I, th- I always found that interesting. What's the one in Georgia called? What's the cool name they've given the one in Georgia? Is that Champ? No, it, it gives. It, it's named after the river. And there was one even the, the even. Uh, no, I'm getting the name. Bandit now. mentioned in Kentucky. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, Puerto Rico's got the chupacabras, but we also have a lot of yeah. UFO activities. I mean, a lot. Puerto Rico mm-hmm. gets too many weird things in, in the air. Also, it's because there's a military base that like has been denied by the military to exist. Alti. Everybody's like, no, there's a... What? Sorry. The one Alti? in Georgia is called Alti. That's an Alti. After the Al- Alta- Altamaha River. 
that's see they're everywhere they're or people are marketing them everywhere i i don't know i've never what, seen them myself the but... what would be the intent of making these things up so i know for ogopogo they actually have a lot of tourist attraction there and shops and restaurants and um so there's a ferry boat rides too. and stuff like that for ogopogo and even in Cleveland, if you get close enough, they'll have like little Bessie boat tours and Bessie hats and shirts. And so it would suck if somebody was like, there is no Bessie. Cause then they'd be like, oh, I just bought 40 fucking hats. I got to sell. What the fuck am I going to do? But, but they, they got the memory of the experience. <laughs> there you no, go. seriously. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a Harry Potter ride. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? I know, right? There's Fair. literally no difference when you go to a Roswell thing. There's no difference. If it's mm -hmm. all fantasy, then it's all fantasy. But are you enjoying the experience? Well, then that's the whole thing. As, you, as a person that frequents things like Renaissance festivals and comic book conventions, yes. Like I can, I can see. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I guess that what gives me that open eye to see the lure to, yes, I want to hear your story, even if it's a complete load of hoopla, because oh, it's a fun story. Because I it bet it's really fun, fun you know, and and yep. like I'm, I'm th that was something else we did during the entire month of October. I was in costume every single month. I right? love every, it. every every single episode I had. I wore a different costume for the upside down. <laughs> I did upside oh, down Spider-Man for an episode too. That was that was fun. So and, are you into the cosplay thing where you're creating your own costume? Oh, I build my own costume. Yes, ma'am. You're built I respect that. That is awesome. Could you show her one of your masterpieces, please? Uh do you guys oh, you want to see so which which oh well which, I have to see it now. Of course. There's a few. Uh, let's see. I mean, Robotnik is pretty Robot decent. I can probably get Robotnik and uh, and and my oh, most recent one pulled up real quick. I know I've got them like, yeah, right here on my you phone. have to have that. Yeah. Why did you make a TikTok with it? Dang it. Because, oh, because that's when the account got because that's when they, uh, you know, they shut you out, huh? Uh, 140,000 strong. And I kind of said something along the lines of voting is just slavery with extra steps. And they were like, <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Canceled. Yeah. Like, no, like, sure. We can't have Not that. Not even that like, bad. I mean, have you seen uh, have you, uh, some of the crazy stuff some people on TikTok are doing? I mean, it's the most racist ranch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. It, it, like, there's there's very racist people on all sides. Like, yeah. white, sure. Jew, every, every spectrum. Mm -hmm. And it in the fact that they act so emboldened that oh well, no i have the right idea white people are the scum of the earth you are pure evil i'm like what are you mm -hmm. like you sound just like other people sounded speaking about you like yeah, you no, no it's, difference it's speaking awful it's awful and i also have to say you know his comment whatever about this the voting that's gonna get him taken off but the six-year-old with the booty shorts on doing the tiktok dance that's cool for anybody any I, grown pedophilic i discovered i, I discovered a very troubling thing and i what? think i told you okay so go to a very big trending a very big one a very big trending song and then just scroll 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 and you're gonna find the kids so absolutely you will here's this year's build it was batman the animated series mr freeze 
I love it. That was oh just a, that was God. just a quick build. There's my Dr. Robotnik. Oh wow, it's so authentic. Then I did Two Face. Oh boy, I even shaved half my head that night just because yes. I, I usually have a shaved head. I'm a shaved head kind of guy, but I get. I've been caught up with baby and life and stuff. So shaving my head just wasn't a priority. And I just let my hair kind of get a little wild. And, mm-hmm. and I, but I, I did it with a plan. I was like, when it's time for this costume, I'm going to shave half my head for the costume. Cause that's very I'm committed to the character. Fair. Yeah. I was going to say a, that's dedication. This was cross. I'm known for crossing Deadpools. Um, I've crossed them with a bunch of different costumes and this go around. I did Beetlejuice and Deadpool. <laughs> So like I'm, That's I'm hilarious. I try to I try to keep it try to keep it fresh. I've always got a different idea going on. Actually, we've been discussing because there's this god awful grimace original grimace costume like from Please, McDonald's. Do you, do you find that I'm, the find listing? The, so he found this listing of a grimace. Uh, have you? Okay, we have to see if you find that. Somebody made a sketch. Uh, about a of grimace being manufactured in in McDonald's oh, and how yeah. they're bred in inside of McDonald's. The the meat canyon, the meat canyon. And that's the, yeah, and that's the meat for the McRib. Ugh, it's so gross. The I know what you're like, about. Yeah, it's so horrible. I do <laughs> it's not so eat well McDonald's. Con- it's, I it's do so not. Well Good for you. Um, I do not eat it, but you know, grimace just looks like a big purple turd, anyways. Like what? Wait, wait until you see this one but i think he can build it like it's because he yeah. already has pictures of the inside and structurally it's not super complicated mm-hmm. um i'd like love to see, see it it's like a 1980s right it's 1980s grimace so it was Usually. for mcdonald's world it was for a real theme park in mcdonald's had. i forgot <laughs> i believe it's probably 80s 90s mcdonald's did have a theme park and this is from the theme park so it's like twenty five hundred dollars mm. they're asking for it because oh, it i guess it's it is mcdonald's memorabilia but it looks horrible right i mean but they'll knock you over the head for anything if you just type something in so i um my favorite christmas movie of all time is national lampoon's christmas vacation and there's um quite a few scenes in that movie where he opens up a little advent calendar and it'll say you know december 10th or december 21st i went looking for like a replica of that to have and i searched high and low like etsy official websites and the cheapest i could find it was like three thousand dollars and I was like, are you serious? Wow. And I was thinking if it wasn't in that movie, it'd probably be like a, a, a $50 thing. You know what I'm saying? But that because it's in that movie, they can knock you over the head. Oh, this is from McDonald's. There we go. It, it, oh, so it, Apparently it ended. Somebody. But, but did they sell it? it? I don't know. No, it doesn't say it was doesn't bought. What, yeah, it doesn't say it was bought. No, it just, end, it just expired. It doesn't it's, have uh, the rest of the pictures like it did the other day. For some reason, I can't see the rest. Oh, wait, of wait, go down, go down. That's other things for sale. Oh, that's other products. Yeah, that's other products. But, but you can you can kind of. I wish, I wish I bring up the picture. Uh, did it, doing didn't I save? The, I think I saved the pictures because I was like, this looks too ridiculous. Um, but yeah, well, you can see from this. Oh yeah, or you can just. I am. Look at him. Oh boy. It's t- that's the thing of nightmares. And Luis was like, "You gotta, you gotta build one of those, like bro." That. 
He's like, you got to build one of those. Because it looks like, like just like right. a lot of fleeces stitched up together. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard to right find the exact tone of vomit, of purple vomit. <laughs> the eyeballs are scary on that one. Right? Those things look terrifying. I was like, this is the thing of nightmares. I want it just for the nightmares. Like, that in itself looked. Well, once you finish a building, and if your kids run away, you know you did a good job. <laughs> they love they, now they they love my costume house. making now they they get right in there with me. no but you have to do it in secret so they you just you just want to jump pop the up house. In it. yeah you know i did i i kept i kept the spider-man suit that i had for a while secret from them for a couple months until we busted it out for like a birthday party and i showed i just i showed up after they got everything set up, I, I went off back into the house and then showed back up around the front of the house in my Spider-Man outfit. And all the kids about just died that were all there. They're like, oh, my God, it's Spider-Man. And I was just like, sweet. I made their day. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> That's like, it. That's it. Like, uh, you know, it doesn't even and none of the rest of it matters. I don't care if the, you know, they didn't like this or didn't like that or didn't get what they wanted. At least Spider-Man showed up. They'll talk about that for the rest of their life. Forever memory. Do you find Santa Claus fallacy to be valid? Necessarily? You know, okay. All right. All right. That because it's man. very particular because it takes away from this the is a, this is a, this is a this is a okay. I'm not I'm not big I was into thinking the whole... about that the other day. So I'm asking you, like parent, what is your view on the fallacy of Santa Claus? So I it wasn't my intention to start it really to begin with, but it just kind of happened, and because of like other family members and stuff like that and going to see Santa because they thought it was cool when he was in the store. So I just kind of let it ride because they're super young. And I was going to actually intend on telling them because I'm not big into lying to my kids about stuff. They're, they know things on a level they shouldn't. My boy likes to watch the show and he's younger than he needs to be kind of listening to some of the things we talk about, but he's smart. So, you know, he, I guess the other day they were asking 10 million questions and my wife just blurted it out. And like, I've got all these, like, yeah, so she, and I wasn't even at home. So like, I kind of felt a little bit of a kind of way about it because I was just like, man, I wanted to at least be part of the breaking it to them, but she broke it to them. They took it better than they thought, than we thought they did. And they're still excited for Christmas. So, and she told me to not let it burn me out. If I still want to take the kids to go see Santa, I can still take the kids to go see Santa because, you know, it's about a memory of doing something with your dad over or the Grinch, yeah. really. I think the Grinch. The Grinch. I'd be down to go see the Grinch, even. You know what I'm saying? There's some people do really good Grinches. I'll give the actors that like do that Grinch uh, role. I do. Really, really, really they know well. who Krampus is because I th- I do threaten them with Krampus now. Like, oh, they totally know who Krampus. When a is. German first told me that, like several years ago, we were all. This was in Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was a Vietnamese, a German, a, a Russia, a, a Ukrainian. Um, a, French woman like there was people from all over the world and he started talking about Krampus and we only a few of us like only one other person knew there I think it was the other German nobody else knew about Krampus because this is like uh, 10 years ago and Krampus now there's movies and everything but really how many Americans knew about Krampus I even asked a few people and some people really didn't know so yeah Krampus is insane I just covered um I covered Krampus and Santa Claus. And Look at my, that! Uh, like they scared. The, no episode. wonder they started World War One, World War Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at the trauma. It's not cute for sure. And he, uh, 
the lore behind it goes along the lines of if you're bad, Krampus will take you out into the woods and you'll never be seen again. Or yeah. he may just beat you with like sticks and branches. But if you're good, Santa will bring you goodies. So it was like a motivation to not be an ass all year. But they've turned Santa Claus kind of into an amalgamation of both characters because yeah. Krampus is like German for claw. And then Saint Nick or Father Christmas, they kind of mesh those two together. And Santa Claus is like holy claws. So they've meshed those two ideas if you're bad you'll get coal and if you're good you'll get presents and they've done away with the uh you'll never be seen again part well that, I mean, that's thing literally, like a th big that is traumatizing to people like that's true. not traumatizing to that is traumatizing true. To uh, true yeah but let's but let's but let's be real you know you're, you're saying where they mesh things together and stuff if you really look at america in general we're just a bunch of stolen ideas put together like faux show even down to our language like we were we were having a i was having a conversation today with somebody that was talking about you know just just english language in general and i was like what do you mean it's a joke i was like that's why it changes so much and people have so many different dialects regardless of where you go across the country because it's already like seven different languages in a trench coat pretending to be one so mm -hmm. well you I know mean, go around the world and you'll find english versions <laughs> i mean liberia is actually a fascinating one if you've never heard of a liberian speaking it sounds like english but the best the description is like a creole like, mm. like so but it's an english version of creole okay and it's it's fascinating because you can understand it but then you can't it's like oh you know, like your brain goes like oh. so yeah. look up like Liber a liberian speaking uh and you're gonna be asking yourself what's going on with my brain there was another person that invented this language which is like trans language so mm -hmm. it's uh, a a Spanish-speaking person, an Italian-speaking person, a Portuguese-speaking person can understand what he's saying. What? Yes, it is fascinating. Let me see if I find a clip. Dude, Ooh, actually, I was the problem is none of you speak Spanish potentially, so to you it might literally sound like gibberish. But uh, well, just on a side oh, note, Italian too. Just like looking all these languages about, combined. Just, just looking that thing up about Liberia. Just on a side note, apparently that country has more than two dozen languages spoken alone in that country. So no wonder it probably sounds all kinds of different mm. ways over there. Like that's, that's quite a few languages going on there. I mean, Mexico has like 36 dialects. I don't doubt it, but so does America. If you really think about it. No, no I mean like <clears throat> part of the native dialects. I mean, but yes, uh, in, in the U S uh, has some, I mean, in, in Louisiana, yeah. That's the perfect example of uh, English that's kind of not English that's English. As, as yeah, English I mean, is, uh, accents are wild. That's I, a dialect. That's not a. That's not a, That's a dialect. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it, it's funny you talk to someone, um, and I get made fun of all the time because I grew up in in Cleveland, and then I moved to Kentucky for like eight years, and then I moved back to Cleveland. Now I'm in Oklahoma. And I have a weird hybrid accent where like half of it, I say really Southern, super Southern. <laughs> and then there's another part where I have the nasally weird Cleveland accent. You say pop. So, huh? You say pop. Pop. Yeah. When I was in Buffalo, that was because I, you know, I've spent time in a bunch of different states all over here and outside of the country a couple times too. And 
I've heard all the different languages and you definitely pick up a little bit from each place that you go. Like, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I've never been able to get car right again because of living in Buffalo. I still have, for some reason that nasal comes out in me and I have that higher yeah. in the A area like they do with certain words and stuff like that. And yeah, picked up yeah. a lot from being in the South and out in the West and, you know, in the, the North mid North Midwest and such too, like that. I don't know. There's just different, you're the dialect's crazy and it is crazy how you pick it up from so many different people you can or if you, you lived in new york for a long time i mean that's a whole nother different how, how different do i sound than how i know uh with the long island accent uh i will there's several tones here but the long island one is funniest one but i think long I'm, island <laughs> long island you got your coffee uh, yeah, see, that's crazy to me. But they probably don't really hear it. Well, they do. It just becomes so natural. Uh, mm. And also, people say dead ass here a lot. Dead ass. You know, dead ass. Like, I try not to say. First of all, I have to take like out of my vocabulary. And I never say dead ass just because I know it's uh, it applies to a hundred different things. But at the same time, it's also who you're speaking to. So yeah, no, dead ass is weird to me because I don't. But say, it's one hundred percent New vocabulary. York. Yeah, one hundred percent exclusively from here, uh, and a lot of people use it a lot. Well, think about it like this: the crush. I didn't weird realize crush. how often I use certain words. Until, Until I you heard yourself podcasting <laughs> and I made a list of words to catch myself saying because I was annoying myself at one point and oh, wow. I made a list of words and I made a sticky note and stuck it on my laptop. So every time I do a podcast, I remind myself, don't say this, 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 this or this Fair. at least six times in the episode because it was every other word. A good trick is silence. Or like or for the hums is silence. Just train yourself into silence. Mm -hmm. That's exactly (laughs) my problem, though, because the second I hear silence, I'm like, so, um, yeah. (laughs) But I I know that's the hardest part. Um, Exactly. Obama used to do it a lot and then he fixed it. But Obama had a lot of like linguistic issues i mean you could hear there was a one case that in the white house there was a heckler and some crazy stuff happening and he said no 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 and like he literally starts stuttering full-on stuttering what? it's an interesting recording and he just starts full-on stuttering maybe he, so had, he a had a stutter but biden <laughs> never had a stutter <laughs> He's Never just, ever. He's just full full blown senile, and Obama's like the the actual president right now, and he is doing a terrible job. <laughs> My God, you know, and uh, terrible job is is something else. You know, we kind of talked about this the other day when you were here, Luis, when we had uh, Jason Bassler on from the Free Thought Project. Uh, it just happened to be the day that they did that whole trade for the. WNBA oh, the player. day I couldn't come, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the craziest thing about the trade. Uh, I was hearing uh, No Agenda, and they were discussing an interesting point, is the brother, his reaction was really weird. Really? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, America did the right thing. Like, you hear him, and it doesn't make any sense. Huh. It could. What it could be is that 
his brother screwed up to some capacity and he was burned by the state and that's why they don't care about him it that's could be they're burning him and they're like we don't care about you like that's how much we don't care we literally traded one of the best arms dealer on the planet for a basketball player mm. that's insane like I've never heard of a worse trade in sports history in life. Uh, I'll give you best trader ever for her. Okay. Cool. Great job. Well, you know, and you were, you know, or before we even got started recording and stuff, you were talking about that interview and, you know, I'm going I'm to share, I'm not going to share the interview. It's like a 45 minute interview, but I totally recommend you guys go check that out if you haven't, because I got to say that he says some very interesting things because he spent so much time in prison and like rural America. You know, he, he actually, he, it, <clears throat> this fellow actually lived amongst the people and, you know, went from having the high life to seeing what it was like. How in, was he paid hole. $40 and an hour while in prison, bro? How the hell did he get that job? You know why? That's how, it, that's how crazy that guy is. I, I ask. I asked that too because you know you when we when we had my friend on here the other week that was that did time he in got, prison he, he got paid nothing he got paid eleven cents an hour for the job that he did but a Russian arms dealer got paid forty dollars an hour and he liked the job because he was what? learning about American bureaucratic systems yep he liked the job what? he was like oh it's fascinating because I mean the guy is not a good guy but he's very smart. You could like you could tell. I mean, we couldn't understand him. We were hearing a translation. When you watch the video, you're just gonna hear a translation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's like um, when you hear Putin too. He's translated, but the guy's super freaking smart. Because I've seen him in, in press junkets and stuff. He is actually not doing the press junket this year. That was really? interesting. So he does sometimes multi-hour press junkets, but this year he's not doing it. And I imagine it's all related to all the nonsense that's happening. Hopefully, a peace treaty comes this December. And this stupid freaking war ends because it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just a money funnel. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can we print money endlessly? Endless wars. Okay, next. We got a rod in the corner over here. Uh, <laughs> we need to uh, we need to provide some democracy in in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 basically what's been going on for quite some time. You know, I have no. No problem bringing this subject up because if you look, there's even stuff that they don't talk about on a regular basis, like Syria and Yemen and other places in the Middle East that We're have stealing been, Syria's oil right now. That have like, been constantly getting wants to talk about that. Like, that have yeah, that fucked. have been constantly getting bombed and or droned and or you know <laughs> troops and stuff even over there guarding Lord knows what because they're just doing their their job you know i'm not i'm not trying to hate on any military folks we have a lot of military we actually have ex-military on the show with bandit and stuff like that you know and i i i don't i understand that people need to learn lessons in life and that's definitely one of those lessons in life i guess for some people to to take but i do see where you know like you're over there doing these kind of things and a lot of them will tell you when they come back bandit will be included that we, we weren't there protecting any freedoms. We were there dishing out our flavor of democracy into what they have. And it's just like, yeah, you can you can look at pictures of places like like Yemen, for example, too. Yemen way back when Saudi Arabia yeah. kill millions of Yemenis through yeah. the blockades 
for for years now and the only reason we're arming the saudis is because the saudis kind of set the standard for oil sales if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be bowing down to them and then when biden started acting up now they're saying we they want to sell it in you in renminbi yuan obviously they're not i mean um, it's a it's 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 a it's an empty threat because the 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 Chinese yuan is imploding, so the last thing you want is to stay go to the more instate unstable currency. Might as well switch do Swiss francs before you're gonna do the Chinese yuan or the euro. It's more stable than the Chinese yuan. The Swiss. Yeah, even though the we're propping it up. Oh, here's the interlanguage. Let's see if you understand it. Okay. Cuando yo parla, tú vas a la evidencia que tú puedes comprender el lenguaje mismo si tú no sabes hablarlo. Estudios han confirmado que comprender una conversación o un texto es cognitivamente más fácil para nuestro cerebro que hablar o comunicar en un lengua. De facto, para aprender a hablar o comunicar en un lengua, tú deberás aprender a comprenderlo previamente. Ultra interlingua es que tú puedes comprender alteraciones lenguas que tú no sabes hablar. Es que una persona puede comprender un lengua sin saber hablarlo previamente. Sí, naturalmente. Es que tú me comprendes. Es que tú puedes hablar la lengua que yo parla si tú me comprendes cuando yo parla tú has la evidencia que tú puedes comprender el lenguaje mismo si tú no sabes hablarlo estudios ha confirmado que comprender una conversación o un texto es cognitivamente más fácil para nuestro cerebro que hablar o comunicar en un lengua de facto para aprender a hablar o comunicar en un lengua tú deberás aprender a comprenderlo previamente ultra interlingua I got comprende out of there a few times but there was a lot of that that just went over my head I I think I, it's because you need to at least know one of the main romance languages because it's based off romance I'm, languages so that's like 700 million people could understand potentially what he was saying 700 800 million I'm I I know enough Spanish to get around the construction site but did you understand any of it I'm just curious very Maybe. little yeah did you understand oh i don't i'm so bad i know arabic a little bit and english so it's got so in so interlingua was invented uh actually a long time ago but it was it picked up again between 1937 1951 interlingua interlingua is an international auxiliary language developed between 1937 1951 by the american international auxiliary language association so it was like a like a spot a spot a spot of a spot of come on that universal language that uh that one at the the guy from star trek made one movie about in the language oh yeah uh, espartano espartano i know what you're talking about i'll take your word for it so I'm it was so a lazy. language developed by the un it was a very basic language with 10 letters that was designed to be a very universal language and everybody could speak. English mm. just became the standard, but mm. they were trying to make that the universal language. Interesting. I mean, Spartano or something like that. I mean, you know, it's just, there's, there's nothing wrong with having that. You know, I do, I did, I picked up cause I, I took German when I was in school and stuff like that. That was something I chose. And that's why I went to Germany and stuff. Cause I was in, in German classes and stuff like that. So that was that was my choice to go down. And then as far as the Spanish route, I've spent a good chunk of my life on construction sites and in kitchens. So I have worked with my fair share of Spanish people that of of many different races. Like there's not just one when it comes to that those industries. And 
you kind of got to pick up a little bit when you're probably the only white dude on the site, regardless of what you're doing and stuff like that. And you, yeah, German is a really crazy one. I've a, tried, and it they was got really just, long words. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, mm-hmm. You know, now I, it did always it has always interested are. me though. You can come across a lot of Spanish people, especially Mexican people that I've come across that actually do know German because there's a good bit of German in and out of that area too, all the way down to you know Argentina and Venezuela and stuff like that. You'll find those are other types of Germans, <laughs> but you'll still find some German speaking people all through uh, that whole really? area. Wait, oh Jimmy, show her the towns. Oh, the German towns in South America, in Brazil and Argentina. Oh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, what the fuck am I looking at? You're literally gonna see Germany inside of Brazil. Oh, it's little Germany. Oh, no, yeah. it's pretty big. Oh, is no, it? It's 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 yeah. big. Because we a, have it's, places it's, like that in Cleveland, we call Little Italy. <laughs> n- no, 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 well, no. We're talking is, about whole. This is whole regions. Whole, like, of the like whole towns. thing is German. Yeah, the whole thing is German. Is this what it is right here? That's yeah, nasty. We're looking are, at them right now. Looking at pictures of Brazil. This place. That's southern Brazil. Yes. Yeah, they named it Little Germany, but Never literally it's a whole know. town. It's it. You know, you know, and then and you're right. You know, Luis, that is you know, South America was a pretty good run point for a whole bunch of those guys that were doing the whole thing with Funny Mustache Man. So you know that. They, the Luftwaffe. They know, ended up in South. Wild ride over there and never came back. Well, there was the one, one. Some went to South America. Some went to NASA. Some went to the CIA. And then Project some, some, some might have very well also went into some kind of entrance down there in Antarctica and gone into something because they did be spending a lot of time down there. Just saying. I, I will say that Antarctica, the most fascinating thing about it is not only that we have this bizarro treaty that no country can officially claim anything, which is by itself very weird. And the fact that they all uh, honor it. That's what's weird. They all too. honor it. Well, they are just research bases all over uh, the Antarctic by multiple countries. So uh russia us norway sweden switzerland like many countries with a lot of fucking money um spent a ton of money to be operating in antarctica and it's actually insanely terrible conditions so only Mm -hmm. two and a half months of the year can you do anything the rest of the time you have to stay inside yeah they are really focused on antarctica though i do think there's something there there's a lot of research so one of the main things is uh gravitational wave uh research so they're researching how let's say a star exploded 100 million light years away how it's the effect of a very powerful supernova or a galactic or like the galactic center level explosion so basically the waves that hit us imagine like vibrations and for some reason the antarctic is really good for measuring all of that i have to gently insert that i am a flat earther so no you're (laughs) listen we we don't like we have we have mixed feelings here we've got okay because i was gonna say we've got simulation earthers stuff in antarctica i just don't know how much we know about what they're really studying there we we, uh oh no for sure they they're studying different things i'm not right it's got to be like first of all what about those weird pyramid looking buildings 
That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, sure. If they want to say like they're studying the waves, that's a great cover to me to you, throw off any more. Why are they throwing so much expensive scientific equipment to the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Antarctica? Right. It's just it doesn't make sense to me. And then, you know, I've heard so many theories about Antarctica. You almost have to use sure. some discernment on some of those. But I do think that their obsession with it is odd. We um and I guess I guess to clarify, you know, I and I heard you say earlier too about how you like off the wall theories and stuff. Yeah, I do. The running the running theory here with me when it comes to you want to get into the to the, the weird shape of things that you know <laughs> because people always talk about, people always talk about the weird weird shape of things and I'm like, well, guess what, everybody. You're inside a giant turtle-shaped spaceship going through the vast ocean of space on the way to a destination preset thousands of years ago, and hopefully one day it'll land in either my lifetime or maybe a future lifetime, and we'll you figure imagine. out where we really are. Yeah, we were talking one day, and then we were like, but what if we're just in a spaceship traveling to another star? And, this and it's all here. Simulation like, it's all, all the alive the consciousness of the individuals. Mm -hmm. and they're, slow they're breeding them because they need to breed them constantly. So we're in a ship traveling through the stars already, but we couldn't play the narrative that you're out you can move in the ship so they have to create this false narrative, and that's why the matrix, like the why reality breaks, and why there's so many errors. It's a computer trying to create error correction, which, so maybe, which gets in into, a weird way. The flat earthers are right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no. well, no, because because we had that other fellow on that that uh that guy from the parallel society, and he is a geocentric. Like he 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 believes in the geocentric model that everything revolves around us. And that leads into like the simulation theory and stuff like he's talking about and, things, and, and kind of my space, what we call spaceship theory, I guess, in some way. And like, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're inside of pods. Exactly. We're like all we're, right. You know what I'm saying? We're, we are in the <laughs> matrix. It. We are in the matrix. We are totally in a flat simulated plane that we think is totally something that else, because that's how the, the matrix that we've got our brains inside of totally works like so, and that's how it keeps expanding and such but 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 you can see the curvature of the earth at a certain height but it's like but yeah. let me let me ask you something just just mm -hmm. so i there know all be a simulation at the end of the day a very complex very very eloquent simulation <laughs> right but i mean okay so just so i can understand where your head is if someone gave you three options globe model flat earth or the spaceship and they said pick one and if you're right you'll get a billion dollars are you still going with the spaceship or yes. are you going to pick one of the other two options no i'm 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 you're 100 you're sold where I'm not, I'm, no, no no i'm not sold on the spaceship because see actually if you if you if you buckle me down to three options i'm going to come yes. up with a fourth option on the spot no this is i don't like being buckled down game this oh, is a very specific game, and you have three options. You have to pick for a billion. Oh, I mean, I don't you know. Like, we're rich enough on right, this planet but, like, to make the shape you this of offer. the Earth. <laughs> right. I mean, are you going with spaceship for one billion, Alex, or are you absolutely. going with? A absolutely, because I've seen points made from both the flat earthers and the globe earthers that are yeah. correct, 
and I've seen both, and I've seen them both make incorrect yeah. assumptions. Okay. It so would be absolutely. That's why I need a thing. third. Because it's even worse than flat Earth. Like, what's worse than flat Earth? We're inside of a fucking spaceship. I think that's even worse. They, so, they, so Luis is going with the spaceship for one billion as well. No, I'm going with the uh, the round. Uh, Your globe uh, for one bill. One bill for the globe. Okay. All right. So I mean, I we just got the three. Okay, I mean, and I, that's fine. I just like to see where people are because yeah. it's one thing to sit here and, and speculate about things, but at the end of the day, we all have beliefs that we hold about certain things, and that shapes how we uh, make new theories because you have to have a baseline for something. Because for me, if I'm doing research and I'm 100% for one bill, I'm going flat earth. A lot of the research that I find because of my bias is going to support that argument. So if you're a spaceship guy or Luis, he's globe guy. A lot of the things that we find, whether we like to admit it or not, are going to fit our bias. I like to just know where people's heads are before, you know, I enter into a conversation with them because flat earth is one of those things you can fucking lose friends over flat earth. You know what I mean? Sure. No. as long as they don't turn into things like that other situation, we had an amazing conversation with another person and really we had sure. no deconstruction. I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like we had no destructive elements to anyway from me or from them. It was all like, what about this? Well, then we go into that. What about this? Well, then we go into this. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, it's from the conversation or debate where you can extract different points where you can have, okay, that's interesting. And, or that's actually been misconstrued or mis like misquoted. And yeah, and that's the thing is we have sometimes that problem where a message that's, that really was a mix of misinformation or just like, you know, the telephone game, if you say it enough times uh, through enough people, the message gets absolutely distorted. And, uh, that's a perfect example is like the bible the the bible the original version that was written in aramaic and other tongues when you look at that version and you look at the the meaning behind certain messages completely different like the bible yeah. people read today does not fucking mean half of what it people think it means and it's really was a guidebook to to civilization post-apocalypse like okay we fucked up everything went to shit what is a guidebook we can write and tell everybody to follow and we're gonna call it religion because if they are not devout to this idea they will die yeah well and i think there's a lot of spiritualism that gets taken literally sometimes i mean You have to draw your line in the sand with everything because there is a passage in the Bible that speaks about being able to pick up serpents. And this has been taken in two ways, both spiritually and literally. And the literal version turned into snake handlers and a weird man-made denomination of Christianity where people were legit picking up snakes and just hoping to God they weren't getting bitten or die. And I always read that passage as more of a spiritual context where 
the serpent would represent like evil. <laughs> Not so much that I'm going to go into a field and try my luck picking up the serpent because God said it wasn't going to bite me kind of thing. Well, you know, dragons are potentially an amalgamation of our predators. Birds of prey, serpents, lizards, and like alligators types of things. So you you put them all into one being, you get the dragons. So that's mm -hmm. what they figured out, that that's why it's so ingrained to so many humans is because we have visualized the, the predators of our ancient of our ancestors and Luis, I'm which kick is you. not I'm, a I'm, bad I'm, 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 it's I'm not a bad back. skip of logic I'm come gonna keep, on i'm gonna kick you back on that because my argument to that is it's related to epigenetics it's is, not is, invalid is that something that size <laughs> would have to have bird-like bones to fly mm -hmm. and hollow bones do not preserve well oh no, no doubt. You are on the money. And, and this is the thing we discussed in one out win episode about like the, the lies around dinosaurs that at the beginning. Wow. The fucking shit they made up was dinosaurs. Yes. Oh, yeah. They made up new dinosaurs like they were making up dinosaurs left and right that don't exist. I'd never. So they were finding bones. Right. And they were just making shit up. Yep. They'd find a few oh bones God, and then create the rest of it. I was but, just going to say that they found terribly. some bones and hodgepodge them together. Oh, and that's how we okay, get Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Whoa, 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 perfect example. Triceratops don't exist. Never existed. See? Triceratops never existed. What about, what about the, uh, like the Velociraptor? Yeah, Velociraptors existed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, and they're fascinating because they think they were warm-blooded. Warm-blooded. So mm -hmm. what they realized is, well, first of all, so Jurassic Park was actually Cretaceous Park. <laughs> Should have been called Cretaceous Park, but Jurassic just sounded fun because um, actually most of the animals are in the Cretaceous period. So I think I think no Correct. animals were in Jurassic period. But in relationship to the animals, they have realized because of the movement, because of the required metabolism, most of these were actually warm blooded. Mm. And the way they took care of the, the eggs and such was like also they're they're trying to realize they like the mothers were potentially very more they were more caring potentially. So there's a lot of different nuance to it, but also a lot of what you would call dinosaurs were bird-like beings, but they still have very strong bones, but they were also the ones that flew. And they discovered there's a lot of them that flew. They've discovered a lot of the small ones that have been preserved. And we've discovered a lot of flying dinosaurs that existed. Well, that. That, that'll bring me to down here in the South legends of. But they were preserved because of an asteroid Le impact basically hit us and, and instantly flash killed everybody. Have you ever heard of the legends of Thunderbirds? That's something that's very common down here in the Southeast, um, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, even there is stories of. We might have killed those with uh, pesticides alone, man. There, there's stories of pterodactyls, basically, or thunderbirds that were still around in the time of picture taking. Like, there's That's a what bunch, I mean. We might have killed them with pesticides. There's alone. a there's a bunch of pictures that are they say are real. Like, there there's really a hmm. hard way to put it against that they're fake or whatever. There's, they're huge. They're yeah. huge. No, no, those pictures five, are real. I think five six men holding them and stuff like that. Like, yeah, no, that's real. Band. There's and, actually ones at museums. And, they're there. And so like that alone, it's just like, you know, 
that's a pterodactyl, something that was definitely painted to us, especially through school. It was and larger stuff. than that, though. But not only painted to us larger than that, but painted to us as something from like that dinosaur error that they're, you know, that the one that they're screwing, you know, times when birds they're screwing used up to stuff, hunt us. Yeah. No, yes. birds used to hunt us. 100%. 100%. Like 100, no, hunt humans. Mm-hmm. That's There's a real thing. That, what do you, okay, so you've seen, I remember this episode of Maury or something where this woman had a dead, like, uh, incredible fear of birds. And they bring out this beautiful lovebird. And this woman just runs away like it's, like it's, oh the most, boy. And it, it, well, you know, it, it's funny to like most people, it's ingrained because who knows how long ago a bird last killed a, a, a an ancestor of theirs. Uh, uh, well, I mean, if you're if you have any ancestors from Australia, it was probably in a closer lifetime than you realize, since the emus did whoop that know. ass. Like, because oh wow, yeah, the, you know the the great emu war. But you know, it's still actually very common for ostriches to ostriches are kind of aggressive unless you raise them yourself. Your super aggressive. Your ostriches are your ostriches. You know what I'm saying, and they'll be friendly with what you kind of raise them with, or what you do with them and stuff. But they become very protective. They are uh, down here. It's common again. This is something I see a lot on farms out here where I'm at. Is people will have an ostrich or an emu as a protection animal in their field with goats and sheep and stuff like that because a coyote does not stand a chance against a seven foot bird that could kick it across the yard. So <laughs> have you seen an ostrich egg is this big? Oh yeah. They're massive. Mm-hmm. And some people cook them. It's insane. I mean, I, a big ass pan. To, to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Um, earlier you had said something about being sold out on ideas and having, having, you know, like a, I guess, I guess, you know, a bias in some way there's if it's one thing that i try to promote on this show is i don't i'm not big into one-handed biases that's why we do have such a large group of different people so that we can have you know disagreements and stuff like that and, and show people that it is capable of having disagreements and still continuing forward and having it in a civil way and such like that and i am always up for the show me something new of I've been on the journey of looking at the reality of things for a really, really long time. Like when I seen everybody else finally catching up when the whole COVID thing happened, I was like, okay, I don't give up. I guess I have to come back to the internet now. Cause like I, I was getting to the point where I was just like, I'm done. I'm tired of saying my part. Like you guys have drained the energy out of me and I'm going to do other things. And then like out of nowhere, everything i was saying just it started going the, the counter started going and we're up to like what like 66 and 0 for conspiracy theorists right now as far as like where we're where who's who's right and who isn't and a lot of these things dimensional beings are are next all right you know and a lot of these things are things that i've been i've pointed out for years and i try to continue to point out for years and i i find it amazing that other people are starting to find some of this stuff. And then when I hear some people talk about some things, I'm like, Ooh, I know where you are right now. Wait till you find this because there, <laughs> I it's, do the same. it's a, it's a never ending rabbit hole to, to be really, you know, and you, you might get stuck in a part for a little while. Like I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I had a time where I was going through things and I totally got stuck in the realm of the flat earth idea. But the more I seen towards the, 
simulation earth idea and the uh, and the matrix being a documentary not being a you know just an entertainment type movie and trying to look for the similarities and stuff like that that's the closer I got to the thing like me and Luis were talking about earlier with the whole like the spaceship theory and stuff. And I've stole little bits and pieces from a cohort. I do stuff with uh, Josh Reed over there on the red pill project. And he has a similar theory to mine. And so does David Ick. And I find it fascinating that these three separate people that don't even know each other have actually all come to a similar theory, like just working on all these different the aspects on their own. David Ike is such a bizarre Ike. figure. He is so bizarre, Ike. but I've I, I, I've he was I've a spoken soccer, with him. You know, he was a not on the player, show, but I've spoken player. with him. Yeah. Oh, you spoken with him? I've in back and forth in emails because I have been trying to get him on the show for a while now. It's just trying. It's he's got a hectic schedule compared, and I thought it would be amazing to talk to him now that he's banned in Europe. So it's it's fa oh no. So I don't know if you heard that he's banned in the Schengen area for hate speech. Hmm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, I there's used no to hate really speech. He just said that it's like he didn't. There's no hate speech. That was a lie from the from the Netherlands. He's, mm. I, I, there's some things I disagree with him on, but oh yeah, you know, he says crazy stuff for sure. But like, there, he has like, made really, bro. He has made some really good points, and I will give it to him as being a good, just just like flat Earth. You know, this is why I've actually always kind of had a little bit of a respect for a lot of flat Earthers, is because they get one thing that I can't seem to knock through a lot of people's head is that if it's funded or backed by the government, it's most likely corrupt. And there's most likely tons of lies with, within that thing. 100%. And, yes. and David Ick is, does a really good, or Ike or however you say it, I butcher everything. That's, that's part of my gig here. <laughs> um, the, uh, so there's always been some things that he's talked about that kind of stand out and it, and it does get people's attention. Like there's, I, I mean, I, the reptilians. I truly believe one. that there's always that messages out there. It gets to one person. Like even my messages, even my episodes. I don't care. If only one person gets the message in my episode. That's I great. I say that all the time. That, that's that's great. It's just it's one person at a time. Like it doesn't matter yes. to me if it's. If I get it, you know, out of this world on things, I World like Trade Center Seven. Just look up World Trade Center Seven. Always, just look up World Trade Center that's, Seven. That's would, it. That's yeah, that's always where good place to go. That's probably going to get us. A that's a good. Strikers. That's a good start to the rabbit hole. I don't. I don't think. Were you? Were you in? Were you in NYC at that point, or were you still out of? No, I'm in Puerto Rico. I was. I was 16. Okay, I didn't know. I think a, another thing to just on your point with even if it's one person i know that a lot of people think that if you talk about negative or dark stuff all the time that it's an energy suck and you're basically giving your energy away but i am so thankful for those people who never stopped talking about it because it woke me up to a lot of things it got me started my own podcast and I still listen to them today because you can put up that hedge between this is sucking my energy and this is informative because sure. you, if it wasn't for the people who just never stopped talking about, um, for an example, Pizzagate was really huge for a long time. 
and people just wouldn't stop talking about it until now it's we got Balenciaga. Told you so six years ago or, oh, or four years ago. Did you see the Simpsons know? clip? Wait, do you guys see the Simpsons clip from Balenciaga? If no. you haven't seen it, oh my God. It's crazy. I, no, I, I have seen that, but I was going to say to your point there about you know the Pizzagate thing, I'm going to go back even further because mm-hmm. back in the 80s, there was totally an ex-CIA agent that come out and said all of this, all of this stuff that was going on, who was doing it and all this, that and the other. And he ended up, you know, getting that old suicided, two, you know, that suicided two shots to the back of the head, you know, suicide mm-hmm. kind of with deal. his left and, hand. Yeah, and he was right handed. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like, really, you know, it's, it's a skill. It, it, you have to use a mirror. It it. I'm glad that I get to see him come come back around a lot, you know, in different in different forms, because it is good to bring him back in different forms. And I don't disagree as far as the, you know, putting the bad energy out. But I have. I I have a knack for making it fun. Like, I want to put the bad information out there, but I have to I have to do it in a comical almost stand-up kind of way over the top with my cat with my pirate hat and yeah, colors yeah. and stuff like that because one That's because wonderful. it it makes you smile and two mm-hmm. because at the end of the day when they do show up at, at, at the house and they're like hey you know you're kind of you're you're a threat i'm gonna be like wait you took what goes on in in the other other universe on the computer seriously well, I'm yeah, do it in a pirate was, hat, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I was speaking as one of the best um, divergent elements. Is oh, we're just having a discussion about another universe. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. This is all fantasy. This is all for entertainment purposes only. If you're taking anything we're saying with like absolute seriousness, that's on you, bro. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is for entertainment. Do your own research. <laughs> your own research. <laughs> I you know? do think that there's a lot of uh, conspiracy realists like us out there that are getting burnt out and they've been in the game for way longer than even we have. And I have to say, like, yes, that can be tiring. And I, you know, take my hat off to you, but it's very necessary. What are you talking about? But there was a there was an episode Luis hung out with us wearing a colander on his head, and I totally told him he needed to stick to that because it just fit. Like the, the colander, colander. <laughs> the colander would have just been the best thing to run with. It was fun. No problem. Civil unrest is not happening anywhere in the world right now. <laughs> yeah, but Nothing. you know we we because we and and I hate to be this guy. I hate to kind of sound negative about somebody else but we had a there was another guy that was a part of our group before too and me and him had an outside disagreement because i me and the rest of the show unfortunately i guess because they they like to agree with me on this have a sore spot against bill hicks because when I tried to do some stuff with and for InfoWars, Alex Jones's response to my show was, I, the pirate guy, am too extreme for his, his beliefs. So, I, you know, I've always been the guy that goes after Alex Jones because I know he's Bill Hicks because even the great William Cooper called him out and proved he was Bill Hicks before William Cooper was unalived. And oh, and, really? He also said that? 
You did. I shared it as on a, on a clip uh, in a couple episodes ago because there was an interview about him, and he went on to this whole thing. It, oh, that the one we couldn't play that the I one we couldn't play watch. that you totally need to go watch because it it is a little bit much because of some I of the see. language and stuff. But it's but like he's out there telling you that you know he's like no like he Bill Hicks had to deal with the CIA and he just moved on over and. Uh, you know his bill hicks life vanished and he moved on over to become the current pushing 60 if not over it alex jones regardless of what he tries to say that it, he is. the easiest way it's very simple the teeth and and like that's it that's how you can tell it's I, the same I, I won't take away from the fact that alex has been right quite a few times don't get me wrong but a true a true journalist that has been right gets the Gary Webb award, you know, gets the, that, that CIA. Unless he's controlled opposition. Unless he's controlled opposition, because every time a true journalist comes forward with this stuff, tries to come out with this stuff, their car blows up or something. You, you know, know how I'm much saying? money he like, made after Sandy hook and, and then more money after Sandy hook. And then, and then, yeah, there's that whole door deal where he just got all this TV time and got fined an unfathomable amount of money to me point two trillion else. more than the yeah. gdp of russia yeah and and people actually believe that it's not just a show and like that it totally led to some sour stuff between me and another friend because i started showing him the proof about it and dude kind of rage quit on me and currently makes fun yeah, of that me was in sad. his spare time why. so <laughs> i agree i agree with what you said i i think and i used to be that person and I have no shame. I used to, you know, 11 o'clock every day I was turning my phone on and, oh, I wonder what's going, especially during the baloney virus. I was very much. Kofefi? Oh, I wanted to hear. Winnie the flu. You know, I I, uh, was very nervous about the turkey basters coming out and i very much so wanted to see what his opinion on it was and then i started finding podcasts that were more more real and resonated more with me than that because it's like you said it did feel like i was watching uh vh1 or something it was very almost um okay and now you're gonna get mad and say you're gonna quit if they don't buy your vitamin C tablets, go. I, I, you know, and and see, to me, he pushes that negative energy out Boy. there. Like, like he's he's pushing a different level of negative energy. You know, like it's, and to me, what I see with it is that there are a lot of people that, I, I, what are the word the kids are using now? That simp for this Alex Jones fellow. Right, to, right, right to a point that it's just like okay guys like you you do realize that he is just the alternative anderson cooper like there's no to me there's no difference when i if i was to turn on the tv and see anderson cooper or see alex jones i'm going to be like okay they're both spewing a bunch of nonsense at me like that's the power (laughs) of controlling all narratives correct people people um like this is the biggest one that people can't fathom. So they're in an office and they have let's say a team of five and they can get things to get done. I just call them incompetent. But in reality, when that happens, they then create the idea, oh my God, there can't be a complex web of decision makers that make choices for the greater collective. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> the the thing is 
the evidence that there is collusion on a mass scale of different types and um George Project Carlin said it perfectly. George Carlin <laughs> said it perfectly. Uh it's a club. They all grew you're up together. You're not in it. Yeah. You're not in it. And mm-hmm. that's the reason people don't understand that there are forces in different categories doing different things and the agenda is generally not the concept of nefariousness and there is not generally that organized but it's profit do it's, it. it's is, profit it's all about making money the way the way i the way i try to explain it to people is is especially when they like to use the word conspiracy and i'm like sure do i believe that a bunch of very rich people have sim- that have similar interests and similar goals occasionally gather to conspire to make more money for themselves together yes like that's I, there's there to, to what do think you that think that's not conferences a real thing, do yeah, like, right to think that that's not a real thing to think that people are like oh they they don't get together and plan this stuff bro they sit on each other they go to parties in the woods in front of giant owls with each other and do That's weird real. sex culture. Yeah, it's it's, so. a, it's a fundamental for me. If I'm going to explain something, it's like one of those base blocks of the conspiracy ladder. You, yeah. That's a fundamental. You have to realize first that that's going on and then you can add on from there. Learn it about makes propaganda. Right. It makes everything else make well, more sense. The U.S. is so good at it. Like, uh, that's what uh, this guy was talking about, Victor, that like that's the degradation of society that in the population bomb. If you guys have heard of that book. Yes. Population bomb put in the people's brains the idea of overpopulation. So how do you decrease population and how do you destabilize certain collectives? You destroy the nuclear family, the foundation of a society. So that's what been the agenda and and sadly in the united states the far left has that this the population agenda on on steroids destroying destroying collectives and it's actually white it makes them the most racist and it's funny that they call the other side racist when the other side isn't that racist mm-hmm. they're just honest mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean of course there's certain nuance in certain people and also well, the yeah, whole there's... taking rights away from women is pretty fucking stupid but in general, mm-hmm. like that's the problem we have is the far left has gone fascist and then the right just turned into the 90s Democrats. <laughs> I mean, that's a one way of looking at it for sure. And on my show, I do. I explore a lot of the things that happened in the past to make now make sense. Yeah. And one of the biggest ones is ancient culture um that they're playing the ultimate long game this didn't just happen within the last couple of years and you know if i can set up like i said those fundamental basic stepping stones i feel like i can make more sense with some of the other topics i cover so I'm going to allude you back to episode 82 or 83. I'll make, I, I like to talk about this episode a lot. It's one of my most viewed episodes. I had an amazing gentleman come and join me by the name of Michael, who is a conspiracy guy that ran out of conspiracy stuff and joined the Masons to see what it was about. And 
uh, he learned a whole bunch of stuff in there too and a whole bunch of other history that we definitely don't get to come across and stuff and he he started putting together this 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 interesting correlation and brought it to my attention and happened to be Luis's attention. It's it's like a three hour episode, but we go through how they one eighty three yeah like 80, 82 or eighty three. We they he we he goes through the conversation about how they you know the proverbial they that we're all usually kind of talking about can be. He has traced them back all the way to Spain. And has traced punchline. It's so good. Has has trained has traced them through from Spain to where they moved into the Ottoman Empire and where they moved from the Ottoman Empire into like the Catholic Church and into the Jesuit field and stuff like that. And for a very long time, they used the name the Frankists, and that's the name that I decided to stick with using for them. And what they were were a bunch of people that were practicing mystical kabbalah and laws of inversion inversion yeah what if i were to tell you that i did this same research myself and i'm doing a whole four-part series on it next month and i traced them back further than that to the from the you before the moranos in spain when the when the roman empire ran the moranos out of spain oh that's great Interesting because that that because I would like to see where they would come from before there. I got it for you. Oh, that's great. But that sets me up to um because I'm actually gonna have to eat something because I jumped on here right after work. But that sets me up to kind of um plug my stuff a little yes, bit. Ma'am. I do I do have that coming out for January. It's a four part series and i did it in four parts because it's a lot of information and i wanted to keep it interesting and i wanted to keep people involved in the process of how i got there and if you hit them hard with like a three-hour episode people are going to drop off like it's seven hours between two (laughs) my my three-hour episode got ten thousand views it's one of my most viewed videos yeah and i don't have the um I don't have the energy sometimes to sit and record three hours by myself because I do a lot of solo stuff. So it's me talking into a microphone by myself. So I'll break it up and do like an hour and a half, an hour, maybe even like a 45 minute episode and then another hour and a half just so I can get a break in it. And, you know, you sit and talk to yourself in a microphone for so long, you you stop making sense. You're like, am I even talking anymore? Like, I've, I've just laid so much stuff out. But, yes, I have that series coming out in January, and I cover basically anything that you could possibly be interested in, including cryptids and... Um, more conspiracy type of theories like MK Ultra, oh, yeah. SRA. I cover a lot of that, and then um, well, the, the best part is MK Ultra is, is just a fact now. Yeah, right, right. Literally <laughs> yeah. a fact. Yeah, we've we've I've actually Definitely. done a I did an entire whole little mini series on uh, like MK Ultra type stuff and things like that in the earlier days of the show. We've got a We've got a couple multi-part series that we did there for a little while. We're, we're working on some more. It's just we've had some schedule conflicts. In the past oh, for sure. Weeks. And to go along with my series for January, I'm working on a podcumentary is what I call it nice. to go along. And I just started my YouTube channel. I kept having 
listeners ask me why I didn't have a YouTube and I kept saying, I don't think it's worth it. They're just going to take it off anyways. I talk about a lot of crazy stuff. So they kept asking for it and I made one. So we'll see how long it lasts, but it is Cosmic Beach Podcast on YouTube. And that's where I'm going to post the podcumentary. And I'm on Instagram, you know, cosmic.peach.podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm there. And uh, if if uh, you want to get your mind blown, I just wanted to tell you one more time where you can go. And that's Cosmic Peach Podcast. I have got all of your links to make sure that they can get back to you. And of course, we know that I'm going to share them as well with this episode. And they'll you'll be able to find them over there as well on unconstitutionalawakening.com, the home for everything that we got going on. You have been an absolute pleasure this evening i had a blast I thank do, you i do hope you come back and join us again because you've not Anytime. even begun to met the crew so and we i know i know i was i was thinking i was gonna meet kel but that's okay maybe next time maybe next he, time. he did message me during this he uh he has been down with a cold the past week so he when he sends me voice text he doesn't send me text and i had to he actually sent me text today and i was like wait, what's wrong? He's like, I don't have a voice, man. And I was just like, oh. <gasps> I was like, man, I was like, you gotta, you gotta get that back. He was just like, man, this cold took that voice from me. And I was like, yes, sir. Like when you, <laughs> when, like when, when, cool. oh yeah. When, you know, when he's, I, I love Kel. I met him actually prior to even doing the show stuff with this, you know, me and him come across each other online and he, he actually has a really large YouTube follow. And I do have a YouTube page for us too, but, I'm picky on which episodes I share there because of some of the subjects we do cover. Have, have you been deranked in YouTube? No, because I've been very picky about the episodes that go over there. But Kel, Kel's yeah. got Kel's got like over two, like two, three thousand followers on one of his YouTubes and almost twenty on one of his other YouTubes. And he's he's an older gentleman, you know, compared to all of us for sure. But he has got some stuff out there. And I'm, I'm just like Luis, I'm lucky to have scooped them up to make them a part of the Unconstitutional Awakening family because I couldn't ask for two more amazing brains, you know, all of them that are on here truly. But, you know, these two guys were both kind of once offs that I met because of being on the Internet and like they're they're amazing people. And it's the same with the rest of the rest of my crew. You know, Caitlin, she's, she, I, I had to have me a redheaded girl on the show too. So she's a blast, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're, we're magical. We're, hey, you know, there's, there's something about the redhead thing, you know, and then I, Neptune and bandit and ox were kind of originally in this with me. They were admins on meme pages that I've run and we've all run together and stuff like that. And I started doing podcasts or shows on the red pill project and Josh Reed offered me my own show on his network. And I was just like, I, at first I was like, yes, but then I thought about it a little longer and I was like, no, I was like, you know what? For some reason I've got this column that says I need to do this by myself. And I dove head first, but I was like, I'm taking my, taking my homies with me. Cause I don't want to do it by myself. Like I, right. I, I, I could see we're talking to yourself for a little while. You're like, Oh man, like, so, no, I think so. To be honest with you, I'm very grateful for the people I've met podcasting because we are too. a little uh, kind of like a family in a way. And we have to have each other's back because it can be a lonely, bitter fucking world out there. Oops, sorry. No, Didn't no. Mean 
No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> story here, but it's it's your it's a great point. I've met the most wonderful, interesting people and genuine in in, in a lot of cases. Very, it's genuine. like the people you want to meet all around your life, but no, right. sadly, you have to use a thing called the internet and a series yeah. of tubes for us to speak through light. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually find it funny that you just said those exact words. You know, you there's been a lot of things tonight. You and I seem to have agreed agreed on and, and kind yeah. of believe in the same way. And you made the mention of the family thing here recently. I've had a lot of podcast guests from the Instagram world, you know, we had, uh, ghost and uh, my buddy Ryan that I made recently and testimony and Nate and them from the realities ours, you know, and I have, I've been talking about how on Instagram, I have made this podcast family. And I opened up the show today saying that you're another one of the people that I found thanks to the podcast family that I'm making yeah. over there. And, and, <laughs> and you're, you're absolutely right. You know, to find all these minds, even though we're scattered all over the place, we we're all making a difference to somebody. And that's, that's growing. That's planting the seeds of freedom and liberty in people's minds. And it's growing mm -hmm. it all over the world. And, that's oh, yeah. amazing. Like, absolutely. That is That's how we have to be hopeful. At the end of the day, it's we are entering even more darkness soon. But mm -hmm. the, the amazing light that's at the end of that tunnel is so it's worth, gonna it. worth it. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Just understand it's only going to get crazier. So, <laughs> yeah. so, is there, you know, since we're getting ready to sign out, Cosmic, is there, Cosmic Peach, is there anything you'd like to leave everybody with before we sign out? Um, no, I agree with everything that you said. I first went on Ghost from My Third Eye, his podcast, and, and that was the first podcast I ever went on ever, and he's been super supportive of me ever since, and I'm just grateful for our little crazy conspiracy podcast family. We'll have to do a conspiracy Thanksgiving one year. Nice. I love it. <laughs> Luis, you got anything good and wisdomy for me this evening? Just be curious, regardless if it's something you absolutely and totally disagree with, because you might discover the similarities of how you both, whoever that other person is, arrived to the, your own conclusions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's from bad people that just want to manipulate certain elements of your existence in order to subjugate you to their control. And sometimes it's people that love you and want to give you everything in the world. And sometimes it's just misguided youth that saw something on TV and their friends. And now they're putting hormones into their bodies that they shouldn't. And it's, <laughs> ah, by the way, that comes from the Frankist uh, CRT. So, yeah, look up uh, this, uh, the, the, Frank, the Frankfurt School. Uh, yeah, look up the Frankfurt School on CRT. Yeah. And look up Tavistock. Okay, sorry, that's there we go. no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, there we go. Those are I think those are great things to look up. And of course, you guys know that are out there listening with me. That again, anything that we've shared tonight that you guys want to see visually, or anything to check back on some of the information we've been sharing, we'll have those links for you with this episode down below. Whether you're listening or watching, all the links to get back over there to Cosmic Peach Podcast and everything she's got going on, so that you guys can have some fun with her. Back over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com, you'll also find some good stuff to get. Check out what Luis is doing and things like that, because he's even got a website out there you guys can link over to as well. And you guys know that before I leave, I need to say thank you to everybody out there watching and listening. And why did why did the pirate have to go to the Apple store to get a new eye patch? You guys have a fantastic evening. <laughs>